Yo, 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 it's your boy Matt St. Jack with Anime Talk, back for yet another awesome show. There are some shows that everyone has seen and some shows that people haven't. I'm just trying to do my best to bridge the gap, a little column A and a little column B. If this is your first time listening, just so you know, this is my list, nobody else's, just kind of some things that I've watched, um, and it's based off of that. So, now that the foundations have been set, let's get to it. Yo, 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 what is going on? It's your boy Matt St. Jack back at it again with the white bands, except no white bands as always. But this time I have the closest thing to white bands that I have that I own in my shoe collection, which is some white Adidas. I guess I'm an Adidas fan. I never even thought about it like that. Um, but anyway, back at it again with another awesome episode of Anime Talk. Um, no guest on the show today, but today we'll be talking through um, a little segment called I iHeart Studio uh, Ghibli or Ghibli Ghibli I'm just going to go with Ghibli um, and we're just going to kind of talk through a review of some of the movies that I've watched through Studio Ghibli um, and just kind of give some reviews and some kind of like insights into some of those movies I got like four movies that I want to talk about even though I've watched a lot of their movies but these are just kind of four movies that I really enjoyed and I wanted to kind of share with you guys um, but before we get into that as always I want to thank you each and every one of you for listening and sharing the show um, as always without you guys this wouldn't be nearly as fun and or rewarding um, if you're not already following me on social media you can find me on twitter and instagram at anime talk 12 that's anime talk one two there you will find any updates and news in regards to giveaways and upcoming episodes um, this week i really don't have much for update in the way of updates um what i will say is um there's a listener episode that's going to be coming up that I plan on probably doing maybe at the end of the month or maybe sometime in uh, March, just depending on how it lays out. So what I would suggest you guys doing or what I'm asking you and petitioning my listeners to do um, is to reach out to me either on my social media handles, like I said, uh, Instagram and Twitter at anime talk 12, reach out to me there or send me an email um, at Matt saint jack so m-a-t-t-s-t jack j-a-c-k-s podcast at gmail.com so that's matt saint jack's podcast at gmail.com um, and give me some ideas of maybe some shows that you want me to watch some shows that you want to uh, have reviewed or some movies or something like that and I'll probably take like two or three of those and just kind of take some time to kind of think about it and I want to make sure that I personally give you a shout out for giving me those suggestions um, and I may actually you know what I'm I just decided this just now I may just I'm just going to go ahead and I'll send you a sticker too so reach out to me give me some suggestions um, if I decide to use your ideas, um, I'll just make sure that I send you guys out one of my stickers. If you haven't already seen the stickers, go on anime talk, um, 12 at, uh, on Twitter and you'll see, uh, one of the copies of my stickers that are there. So you guys can see it has a dope logo, the logo for the show in the sticker form. It's really cool. Um, it has like this vaporwave, uh, background. So 
it looks just like the picture that you're seeing if you're clicking on this on Spotify or wherever you're listening right now. Um, but yeah, so shoot shoot me a, a message. Give me some suggestions on Instagram or um, Twitter at AnimeTalk12 or again, email me at MattStJacksPodcast.com or uh, at gmail.com. And uh, let me know what you guys uh let me know what you guys uh, what you guys are thinking. Like I said, I'll send you a sticker um, for giving me a suggestion if your idea is chosen. Um, now, um, let me know, of course, as always, if you follow me or if you dislike the episode or if you like the episode, because as always, I enjoy interacting with my fans. I've had a couple of people who have reached out to me and given me some feedback and also kind of given me some ideas for some shows and things like that, bounce some ideas off of me. So please continue to do that. I enjoy the interaction. Um, and as always, there may be some spoilers in this show just to let you guys know. I know I try to give you a disclaimer at the very beginning. Shout out to Andre is for reminding me about that but uh and my buddy um eddie from tbd podcast um shout out to them for giving me that suggestion um and before i get into this i just want to say shout out you know as much as i hate it and i know this is not by any means necessary a sports podcast it's super bowl sunday like i don't want to i want to talk to the elephant in the room it's super bowl sunday shout out to tom brady for winning i believe his seventh championship um I won some money off of it, so I'm pretty excited about it myself. But uh, shout out to Tom Brady for uh, winning a championship for the Super Bowl. Um, it was a hard-fought game for them, I guess, because Kansas City did not show up in the least bit. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I digress. Let's go ahead and get into this episode tonight. Um, again, the the title of this episode is I Heart Studio uh, Ghibli. Um, and I just want to go ahead and start off with a little bit of history that I found for the for the studio. Um, so Studio Ghibli, uh, Ghibli was founded on June 15th, 1985. The studio was headed by directors. Um, I, you know I'm going to butcher these names because that's what I do. Hayo um, Miyazaki, Miyazaki and Isho Tahaka, Ta- Ta- Takahata and producer Toshio Suzuki. Uh, Suzuki. The studio was founded after the success of the 1984 film um, that they produced. I believe it was Nazuka of the Valley of the Wind, written and directed by Miyazaki. Um, in 19 in August of 1996, the Walt Disney Company and uh, Shoten formed a partnership wherein Walt Disney Studios would be the sole international distributor for uh, Shoten Studio Ghibli um, animated films. Under this agreement, Disney also agreed to finance 10% of the studio of the studio's production costs. Um, then in October 2001, the Studio Ghibli Museum opened in Makata, um, Tokyo. It contains exhibits based on Studio Ghibli's films and shows uh, animations, including a number of short Studio Ghibli films not available everywhere else or elsewhere, like anywhere at all, except for there. Um, the studio is also known for its no edits policy in licensing their films abroad due to um, Nazuka of the Valley of Wind being heavily edited for the film's release in the United States as Warriors of the Wind. Um, the no cuts policy was highlighted when Merrimax co-chairman Harvey Weinstein suggested editing Princess Mononosuke, which is one of the shows 
shows I'll be kind of talking through today or one of the movies I'll be talking through um, to make it more marketable. A Studio Studio Ghibli producer is rumored to have sent an authentic Japanese sword with a simple message, no cuts. Um, That the last part was kind of rumored. And I know that listening today to um, another podcast that I enjoy listening to, shout out to Random Takes. Um, I know that they kind of highlighted this and kind of talked about that as well. And I thought that was very interesting. So I wanted to make sure I included it in this episode because I thought that that was interesting. Now, granted, it's a rumor. So we don't know if there's how much truth is there to it. But that's kind of like that's kind of dope. Like you liked your your content so much that you sent an authentic sword and was just like or katana and was just like, hey, no cuts. Like that's I think that's pretty badass. Um but uh but yeah that's kind of a brief history like I said I ain't I took a uh, I didn't take too much time into going into the history of it because I wanted to highlight the movies in particular but I thought that was a really interesting um a really interesting history to the studio in general so the first show that I decided to go through or the first movie rather that I decided to uh, review it's something that I'm pretty sure that if you're a diehard anime fan or you you just enjoy Studio Ghibli movies which shout out to I believe AMC's because uh, I know AMC's like in the states they do like a Studio uh, Ghibli like um um movies throughout the year like a festival every single year i believe so shout out to them for that um but the first movie was my neighbor totoro um it's a rating at 8.31 um according to my anime list as always you can watch it on hbo max um and basically the synopsis for this movie in night in the 1950s um we had a uh totsuo um Kasubi or Kasu, I feel like I knew this name. Uh, basically, the reload them uh, reloads himself and his two daughters, um, Suzaki and May, to the countryside to be closer to their mother, who is hospitalized due to a long term illness. As the girls grow acquainted with rural life, May encounters a small bunny like creature in the yard one day. Chasing it into the forest, and she finds Totoro, a giant mystical forest spirit whom she soon befriends. Before long, Setsuki um, decides, and I said it right the second time, Setsuki um, too meets Totoro, and the two girls suddenly find their lives filled with magical adventures in nature and fanciful creatures of the woods. So I butchered all of that, so I'm sorry about that. Essentially, what ends up happening is... A family moves into a rural area. Um, they end up finding that this house is not necessarily haunted. Or I guess maybe you could say haunted, but like in a good way. There's just like spiritual creatures and like these little sprites that are kind of around them. Um, they're like soot, monst- soot monsters, I believe. Um, but they're not harmful in any way. But the girls essentially see these uh, soot monsters. And as they're following these creatures and things that look very um mystical they end up running into totoro again a a giant like mystical cat-like creature um so that was actually pretty dope i love totoro's uh design and essentially when they meet him they end up like befriending him and basically going through this fanzical world of hanging out with Totoro. So it involves like the little cat bus, which was really cool. Um, and this show is like, re- or this movie is really lighthearted and it's really, 
it's really like pure, like the girls are constantly worried about their mom and, you know, what's going on with her. The dad is always gone. So the kids are kind of at the house by themselves. Um, There's like this kind of hidden, I wouldn't say love story because I mean, they're little kids, but um, they end up like May ends up like the guy, the little boy that lives next door. He kind of likes her and I don't know, he gets like really shy when she's around and things like that. And it just really follows this, like I said, pure, just kind of kind hearted theme where these girls are just there by themselves. You know, the dad is working pretty much all the time. Totoro is there. And you've probably seen the meme or seen the gif where you see Totoro kind of standing next to the girls. They have the umbrella and Totoro is like standing there at the bus station under a big old tree with a, um, it's like a big leaf. I love that part of the um, of this movie because one, it's a it's a it's an amazing gif, and the animation style for this movie is absolutely amazing. But I love that part because at one point Totoro kind of realizes, like when the when a rain falls and it hits him, like on his nose and stuff like that, like he gets kind of like excited. So then he starts jumping up and down, like just very playfully um and all the rain and stuff like that comes off the leaves from the tree and he's just kind of dancing around the girls are kind of dancing around in it so it's a very happy uh movie so i suggest watching this really dope concept like i said a really pure-hearted and light watch um i absolutely love this movie um i've watched it many many a time so i suggest watching my neighbor totoro um the second movie that I decided to, to bring in was Spirited Away. So Spirited Away was a lot higher um, actually ranked than I thought it was going to be because My Neighbor Totoro I thought was a really good movie. Um, and if I didn't say it already, that movie did come out April 16th, 1988, My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, but this movie was actually rated at an 8.83, um, released July 20th, 2001, so 19 years ago, or 20 years ago almost at this point um and basically the synopsis for this is stubborn spoiled and naive 10 year old uh shishiro is uh less than pleased when she and her parents discover an abandoned amusement park on the way to their new home cautiously venturing inside she realizes that there is more to this place than meets the eye as strange things begin to happening once to happen once dusk falls ghostly apparitions and food that turns her parents into pigs are just the start Chishiro has unwittingly crossed over over into the spirit world now trapped she must summon the courage to live and work amongst spirits with the help of the energetic haku and the cast of unique characters she meets along the way um so with this movie again it's another fairly light-hearted movie the main girl um Tashiro, she did not like anything about this move she was mad because they moved from it seems like from the city into like another rural area um, on their way there the dad basically gets lost he's trying to get back to the house or to the new house before the movers get there the mom is like hey we're lost he's like no we're not i know exactly where we are he ends up getting lost um i guess that's kind of a uh um i guess i don't know the macho part of it uh but then again i guess they didn't really have like gps so i can understand why he got lost but then again they didn't have a map in their hand i don't know I, maybe they were following the northern star i have no idea but uh he ends up getting lost and they walk through this little portal 
uh, well, it wasn't a portal. It was like a tunnel. And they basically were like, hey, you know, we'll go check it out. There's some spirits, you know, not spirits, but they were like totems outside. So they were like, yeah, look, you know, it's safe. Let's walk in there. So they walk in there. They find this abandoned amusement park. There's like food that's piping hot. It's sitting there. Again, if you watch any kind of anime, then you know that like anime food looks absolutely phenomenal, absolutely amazing. So this food looks really good. The parents sit down. Um, they sit down. They start eating. They end up eating so much that they themselves turn into pigs so Tashira at this point she has to kind of walk around and uh, as she's kind of going through things she realizes that she runs into Haku Haku is basically like the master the young master of this uh of this castle of this bathhouse and if you've seen again any gifs or any um gifs however you want to call them or any memes you've probably seen no face who is characterized as like a black apparition like a ghostly figure um who has like a white face like just a stone uh, white faced and it doesn't really have much expression to it um that's no face he's from this movie and essentially she ends up running into no face he becomes uh he's a he's like greedy like dude's really greedy he's he's he tries to give her um some gold and she refuses to take it everyone else takes it and you know he's okay with it but for her she refuses to take it and she's working in the bathhouse so she's cleaning different apparitions and spirits as they come in um but again, it was a very lighthearted movie. There was a lot of um, happy moments. Haku, uh, Haku he ends up uh, kind of transforming and dealing with a couple of things that he had to deal with on his end. And um, she's right there with him the whole way. I think they called her Sin, uh, I think, throughout the movie. But um, yeah, she basically... Uh, she basically gets a job and the way that you get a job is the witch or whatever of the castle the the mistress of the castle she writes out your name and she basically takes your name um and so there's a lot that kind of goes on throughout this whole movie but at the end of it you know you get to see kind of like that feel good uh everything kind of coming back together and the parents kind of everybody walks out of the tunnel and they act like they didn't even realize what was going on so it was a really, really dope um, movie in the sense that, like I said, it was very lighthearted. Again, great animation. That's one thing that that is a common theme for all of these movie, movies by Studio Ghibli is that they're all absolutely amazing um, when it comes to animation. The music is always good. Um, there's not many fight scenes. I mean, there's like a couple of fight scenes in this movie that are pretty cool. It's cool to see some magic that is kind of thrown in here. Um, but for the most part, these this movie was just an, another just great watch um it shows a lot of character development which is which is one of those things that if you've listened to my previous episodes then you would know that that's a huge thing for me when it comes to watching a show or in this case watching a movie is character development so it does a really good job of kind of showing where she was uh, Shishiro where she was at the beginning of the movie and where she was at the end um so it's a again a, like I said another really good um watch so and for this one uh there's a couple of different places that you can find it um i couldn't find i couldn't really nail it down i know that i watched it because i have like i already have a copy of it myself but um i know there's a couple of different places that you can watch it but i definitely suggest that you watch um spirited away as well um I know I'm kind of burning through these because I'm not I know I'm kind of giving like a high level view for these shows, but um, it's really difficult to 
talk through a lot of these movies without one spoiling the whole movie and then two just these are movies so they're a little bit difficult to kind of like sit down sometimes and kind of think through everything that happened in the in the movies because um there's so much that happens in them there's a lot of again there's a lot of like underlining tones a lot of underlining um aspects that they kind of throw into the movie that make you kind of think um like it like i said in spirited away it shows to the greed like your parents ate this food they didn't pay for it they didn't you know they just thought that it was just sitting there and they continued to eat until they got fat and became pigs um so like those underlining tones so it's kind of difficult to um, really just sit down and kind of drill through those but um, but again, this is a really dope movie and I suggest watching this as well. Um, as always, what we'll do is I'm going to take a quick break, go ahead and throw in a couple of these uh, these sponsored ads and then uh, we'll be right back with the second part of it. Today's episode is also brought to you by Kind Bar. Kind is deeply committed to crafting food with real, recognizable ingredients. A disruptive notion that sparked the creation of a new healthy snacking category. Kind is unapologetic in their efforts to challenge the status quo, to shift the food industry and empower their community and our listeners to make better, informed choices about health. Kindness can be a transformative force for good, and that is why we are teaming up with Kind and Podgo to bring our listeners 10% or 15% off for military, teachers, students, first responders, doctors, and nurses. Go to podgo.co slash kind. That's podgo.co slash kind. Kind Bar, creating a kinder and healthier world, one act, one snack at a time. All right. Thanks, guys, for sticking around. So the first um, I kind of gave a brief history of the Studio Ghibli in general. Um, I feel like I'm saying Ghibli, 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 Ghibli. I don't know. I feel like I'm casting some kind of hocus pocus spell. Um, but uh, Studio Ghibli, um, we talked about, I gave a brief history. We talked kind of briefly about My Neighbor Totoro and we talked about uh, Spirited Away right before the commercial break. So kind of continuing on in that same fashion, the next two um, shows that I kind of have, or movies, I'm going to keep saying shows, I know I am, but the next two movies that I wanted to kind of highlight, one of them I had the DVD for, never watched it. I always heard that it was very emotional and it would make me cry. Um, But I was like, dude, I don't really cry when it comes to certain shows. Now, Anime Deaths, if you listen to that episode that I talked about before on the podcast, and you know some of those definitely made me cry, but I was like, dude, it's a Studio Ghibli movie. Like, all of these movies, these Studio Ghibli movies are all, like, happy, you know, for the most part. Like, they have underlining tones, but they're usually happy. I don't understand. Dude, this movie was totally different than that. Um, And I ended up watching it yesterday, and I was just like, wow, I can't believe that this movie was like this. And that is Grave of the Fireflies, uh, rated as an 8.51, released April 16th, 1988. The synopsis is, as World War II reaches its conclusion in 1945, Japan faces widespread destruction in the form of American bombings, devastating city after city. Um, this movie, also known uh, uh, was well, basically known as uh, Grave of Fireflies, is a story of Seta and his sister um, Sasaku. Saseku, 
why do I not? I suck at these names. I'm so sorry. Um, two Japanese children whose lives are ravaged by the brutal war. They have lost their mother, their father, their home, and the prospect of a bright future. All tragic coincidences or consequences, rather, of the war. Now orphaned and homeless, Seta and I know her name, Setsuko. Ah, there it is. Ha ha. Setsuko um, have no choice but to drift across the countryside, beset by starvation and disease met with the apathy of adults along the way they find that despite circumstances uh that desperate circumstances can turn even the kindest of people cruel yet their youthful hope shines brightly in the face of unrelenting hardship preventing the siblings from swiftly succumbing to an inevitable fate um I know I butchered all of this movie but or all of that synopsis and I'm so sorry about that um Again, Super Bowl, and I may have had a little bit to drink tonight. Again, shout out to Taboos. I'm going to give Taboos, Ali, and Celeste a shout out every single episode that I feel like I've had a little bit to drink. Um, Just going to give them a shout out for that because that's what they do. Um, They're the they're they're I live vicariously through them when they're on their podcast. Um, But so essentially this happens like i said like i said post uh world war ii or as world war ii is as uh is reaching its conclusion so coming to an end and essentially it follows these two children um that are going through a post-war time like there's constantly bombings there are air raid sirens going off all the time people having to go hide in hangars they're in this countryside village um and it's just chaos uh people are dying left and right their mother ends up getting bombed at the very beginning and it was just horrible like i wanted to cry when i saw her land up in those bandages um but just as the movie kind of goes on, you know, people are kind of reaching out to them and like, oh, yeah, you know, we know you. you your dad's in the in the Navy. Right. And they're like, yeah, you know, the the older brother, um, uh, uh, Seta, he's like, yeah, um, you, know, you know, my dad's in the Navy. And everybody's like, yeah, I get it. You know, come come live with us. And so they go move in with this lady and she's like really kind at the very beginning. Then all of a sudden she kind of goes, so things kind of start to go sideways because she's like, oh, you know, you don't do anything for the, for the country. Your dad's off fighting for the war. My family is off fighting and helping with the war every day. Meanwhile, you're just laying around or just chilling around with your sister. You're old enough to work. You're old enough to do something. Um, and before you know it, basically she's like, yo, you know, at this point, like get your own food, like get your own food, fix your own food, do all this stuff. And then when they start to do that, then she's like, oh, so they're better than us. Y'all, y'all think that y'all can just go get food. Now, mind you, they're not getting any rations because of, you know, because they're just getting rations. He was like, at this point, um, the main character Seta or whatever, he was like going and and like when these raids were going off, he was going and robbing people's houses to like take material to you know traders and stuff like that to get food rations. Like it wasn't like he was just out here like things were just perfect. Um, and his little sister like oh my gosh like she is going through it the most they are living in a bunker it's hot they got the same clothes on he got to wash the clothes he's trying to feed her and take care of her and there are just so many emotions man like just talking about it right now is giving me chills and just making me want to tear up because they go through so much that kids should not have to go through or endure but it's crazy because 
this happens like all the time. Like for those of you who don't know, and that's probably a lot of you, um, unless like you're a select few of my friends or people who know me personally, like I served, um, in the military for six years and, um, like just kind of thinking of it from a, from a war standpoint and just kind of some of the things that happen in war and some of the, um, the outcomes and, and situations and circumstances and consequences that come from some of the decisions that we as a country make, this movie really puts a lot of that into perspective. And it's, and it kind of ties back onto the, t- the, uh, the narrative that I've been pushing this whole time is that anime really has more meaning and more depth than what people really give it credit for and this movie is prime example of that um it makes you it makes you feel every every aspect every expression every feeling and emotion that you can feel as you're watching this movie because it it forces you to be in their shoes it forces you to see what they have to deal with it forces you to see how the villagers act towards them it forces you to see how they act towards each other how they act towards um the bombings how they act towards these you know these sirens and things like that it's just crazy to see how decisions that are happen or things that happen affect people around you um and and not always in in a positive way by any means necessary so um this movie like i said is just it's it's a heart like this right here is a tearjerker this movie is a tearjerker there's not much quote-unquote action scenes besides every once in a while seeing like you know uh, some bombings or things like that but um as far as you know just a depth and as far as just an emotional story this has that like oh my gosh i I can't even continue talking about it because it it makes me very emotional it's a really but it's a really really good movie i suggest that you watch this um I think that it's on it's on HBO. I think majority of these you can find on HBO uh, Max, which I have HBO Max. Um, but you can find them on HBO Max because HBO Max now has a studio um, Ghibli um, option under there. Like when you're looking under the, under the side, like Adult Swim and Sesame Street and all that good stuff, they have one specifically for um, for Studio G- uh, Ghibli. So I would suggest that you watch this there. You can watch a lot of these movies on there, but this movie in particular is definitely good. Um, I watched it on DVD, but it's a really good movie. Um, and I can confirm that it is on HBO. So yeah oh my goodness <laughs> that movie right there but uh and the last one that i had was another one that i had i had never watched this one either i heard that a lot of people um were saying that this was a really good movie but i had never watched it but i watched the uh, princess mononosuke um it was a 8.72 released july 12th 1997 when an Amishi village is attacked by a fierce demon boar, the young prince um, Ashitaka puts his life uh, at stake to defend his tribe. With its dying breath, the beast curses the prince's arm, granting him demonic powers while gradually siphoning his life away. Instructed by the village elders to travel westward for a cure, Ashitaka arrives at Tatara, the Iron Town, where he finds himself embroidered in a fierce conflict. Lady Iboshi of Tatara, promoting constant de- deforestation, um, stands against Princess San and the sacred spirits of the forest, 
who are furious at the destruction brought by the humans. As the opposing forces of nature and mankind begin to clash in a desperate struggle for survival, Ashitaka attempts to seek harmony between the two, all the while battling the latent demon inside of him. Princess Mononosuke is a tale depicting the connection of technology and nature while showing the path to harmony that could be achieved by mutual acceptance. So this this movie like i said i had watched this i watched this for the first time too um and it was a great watch all of these movies i'm going to say that they're a great watch because i clearly picked them for a reason um but this particular one like i said that final line where it basically talks about it's depicting the connection of technology and nature like that is so true in this movie like essentially um the prince the prince he ends up um ashitaka he ends up basically leaving his village he's shunned or not shunned but basically the village leaders are like hey if you leave if you continue to travel east you'll find where the curse came from you'll find like the forest spirits and they'll be able to kind of cure you and you'll be good um and you'll live and he's like okay cool but they're like if you leave though then you'll never be able to come back because we're a secret tribe. The emperor hates, you know, they were hunting them. So he was like, if you leave, you can never come back because if you come back, they can follow you, um, you know, and we could all be exterminated. So essentially this prince is forced with a tough decision from the very beginning of leaving his town, setting off on a journey when no one has ever left and been able to come back and to find a cure it's ironic or funny and again i I reference back to random um uh, remote takes uh, because i was listening to the podcast earlier and they brought up some very valid uh some very interesting points to this movie when um he's first leaving when ashitaka is first leaving and he's going to the first village that he finds this dude ends up like walking like pretty much riding in on um like a war into a war and he sees these people getting killed and he's like hey you need to stop this and this dude has this demonic right arm at this point that has demon powers and he shoots an arrow and it pinches off this dude's arm like this is probably like really graphic uh well it's, it's graphic i'm gonna say it's really graphic and i think this movie was pg-13 um but this movie had a little bit more action and a little bit more fight or a lot more fight scenes than the the previous three but um in this movie like seeing that happen like this dude like basically shoots an arrow and it claps this dude's arms together and sticks them to a tree and then he hits somebody from like a long distance with a bone arrow um and it takes off their head like from their body so it was a little it, it was definitely graphic but it was enjoy i mean it was enjoyable from the sense of being able to see what happens with this demonic arm and to see how strong it was and as he's going, he ends up running into Jingo or Jago or whatever his name is. He's basically a traveling monk. And he's going and he finds this iron town. And the iron town basically is like, hey, you know, we're clearing the forest so we can mine iron. And so we can get rich because ultimately that's what we want to do. We're trying to, you know, make money here. And Lady Ebosha, Lady like Ashitaka is, uh, is like basically 
like met with a conundrum because he meets Lady Eboshi and she's just open about the simple fact that she's okay with clearing the forest. She's like, Hey, I'm going to clear the forest. I'm going to get iron. And she's like, you know, if it was up to me, like I, I wish that that board would have cursed me than you. And like the whole time, his right arm is going crazy. Like the right arm is trying to kill her because essentially the beast that gives the curse, he's basically talking about how there's so much pain, hatred, and just evil that's in the world. And so as he gets close to, to someone who is evil or someone who is non-pure or anything like that it makes that arm react and so she's basically like hey are you like are you trying to kill me because his arm is acting on its own and he's like you know if i basically if i could kill you right now and get rid of this curse i would gladly do it but i don't think that that's going to do anything and so he like kind of spares her life and fights back the urge to kill her but Lady Eboshi, she has a good side. Like, she takes in, like, these women from, like, brothels, and she takes in these, like, drunkards and, like, all these lepers and things like that. And she basically treats them like they are people. And so he's kind of conflicted because he's like, well, I mean, you do good things, so why do you do this? And she's like, well, because, you know, I need money and blah, blah, blah. And so when princess mononosuke aka san uh when she shows up basically he's conflicted again because she is with the wolf demons and basically they're just trying to get rid of iron town because iron town is clearing out the forest so he's constantly put in a state of you know conflict like one is doing they're they're both defending what they enjoy and what they you know love and the lifestyle that they have but he's kind of got to be the perfect balance between the two and um essentially you know they go through the whole movie things happen again i'm not going to try i'm trying not to spoil too much of it but things kind of happen and at the end basically they come back and they just decide like hey you know you're going to do your thing you're going to do your thing that's perfectly fine um just make sure that we can live in harmony and it really puts into perspective like it reminds me it reminds us or it at least reminded me that at the end of the day, like people are going to try to progress. We're going to try to do better. We're going to try to grow. We're going to try to, um, like just continue to seek wealth and to seek knowledge and to seek all this stuff from a technology standpoint, but at what cost, right? The whole village or the whole forest at this point was pretty much like barren. They didn't have anything there. You had no trees, you had no life, you had no animals or anything like that just to kind of get iron, like the smog and stuff like that was messing up the pollution and stuff. So um, it just shows like how technological advances um, are good in, in one sense, but they're horrible in another from an environmental stance so this movie kind of put a lot of that into perspective and shows that a, a child had to be the person to kind of defend the world because that forest spirit ends up getting um very upset <laughs> um with one part of the movie when lady eboshi and Django are trying to uh trying to um basically take his head um so like I said, it just kind of shows that there's a lot that that goes into anime and a lot of deep thought that kind of goes into it. And um, and there are levels to to a lot of these shows that people don't think about and people don't think that really exist. Um, but again, they are definitely there in these shows. So those are just kind of some of the movies that I went through. I know, again, that this was kind of quick and it seems um, a little bit. Well, I wouldn't say it seems kind of quick. I think it was 
pretty good length but um, these are really good movies again that I suggest that you guys check out you can check them out on on uh, HBO Max um, like I said they're really good movies they're pretty I mean they have decent link to them they're anywhere between like an hour and a half two hours so really good movies but I suggest watching those the ones that we talked about um, today were Princess Mononosuke we talked about um, a lot of the other movies as far as like like I said Princess Mononosuke Spirited Away we talked about uh, Grave of the Fireflies and we talked about My Neighbor Totoro so I suggest that you watch those movies there's a lot of other ones like Kiki's Delivery Service was a good one How's Moving Castle was a really good one um there's just like there's a lot that are there that I didn't even think that were um that were like Studio Ghibli and I it, it really made sense to me or it really kind of confused me because I remember seeing a lot of these and thinking that they were Disney movies just in an anime stance so it makes sense as to why they would have had that partnership but there's a lot of really really good movies that are there that I suggest that you go back in and watch um but these are just some of the ones like I said that I wanted to talk through um but anyway, um, so per the usual, I guess at this point, I just want to thank everybody for listening to the episode. Thank you so much for sticking around and supporting the show. Um, again, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Anime Talk 12. That's Anime Talk 1 2. And make sure that you reach out to me on there on either one of those platforms or at the email address, Matt St. Jack. Matt St. Jacks with an S podcast at gmail.com and shoot me some of these reviews or some shows that you kind of want me to listen to or some shows you want me to watch or movies that you want me to review for a chance to get some stickers. Um, I'll take probably like three or four. So please make sure that you send those over to me. Um, and make sure as always that if you like the content or if you like the show that you share it with someone, um, when you listen, um, because I appreciate that one and because it gives me another listener. So I'm always excited about that. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Um, I hope that you guys have a great night. I look forward to talking to you next week. Peace. Oh, shit. Oh,